like probably the biggest challenge that I had was going in literally with no plan, with no nothing, just really starting, you know, but at the same time, I think it was an advantage that I had. If you're looking to leave the nine to five and elevate your side hustle, the Hustle the Day podcast is the podcast for you. Your host, Trent Bray, left the nine to five grind behind and is helping others do the same and focus on the future. Hear from others who have done it and how they did it. Jump in as we talk entrepreneurship, mindset, and strategy. Just take it one day at a time and hustle the day. On this episode of Hustle the Day, I have Irvin Ratiz on the show. Irvin owns an electrical company in Texas. He has a podcast called the Breakthrough Society, and he has jumped on the platform Clubhouse. So we actually did this podcast live on Clubhouse with a Q&A afterwards. So make sure to follow us if you are on Clubhouse for future potential podcast collaborations. Let's jump into this one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent. Super excited to have Irvin Ratiz on the show today. Irvin, why don't you jump in here? Tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Trent, thanks for having me on, bro. I'm excited. So a little bit about myself. I I mean, I own a electrical contracting company uh, based out of Austin right now. So I just moved here uh, last month. But that's, you know, my main focus. I started that, well, I started in the industry at 10 years old working for my dad <laughs> in deep south part of Texas. So um, I've been in the industry my whole life pretty much. And then when I moved to Houston at age 23, I originally went there to play soccer. And I started doing doing electrical work, looking for work, just so I wouldn't be bored. One, so I wouldn't be bored. And two, just to make some extra money. Um, and you know, here I am now, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that, I mean, that's, you know, what happened with the electrical. Now I'm focusing also on, um, uh, the podcast that I have, you know, as, as you know, the, the podcasting industry is, is brand new. So it's something that we, we, you know, we're trying to push out there, get our personal brand out there. Yeah, no, I totally understand. There's there's a lot to take in there. So, you know, we both have a similar background in that, you know, we had parents that grew up that had businesses and, you know, were had the entrepreneurial mindset. And, you know, it sounds like you, it wasn't something that you naturally did or had a tendency towards doing. Like you said, you started just looking for some side work and it just evolved into what you're doing now. Um, however, you you kind of had that ingrained in you at a young age. I, I remember digging into your story. Your your dad said, "I don't care what you do as long as you do it for yourself." And you, you know, you have your own yep. company, um, and you know that's a great mindset to have. But at the same time, there was a lot of changes that you just mentioned in there as well. So you moved to Houston for soccer. You. Uh, then decided to move to Austin recently and you picked up your entire business and moved it there with you. What do you think was one of those biggest challenges, but what's something maybe you didn't expect to have happen? Man. Uh, I mean, I, it, that's hard for me to like bring something up because really um, since I've, I mean, I've for over a year, like I've thought about moving to Austin. I was just never put my deep thoughts into it. Um, one day I was talking to my dad and he said, well, if you're going to move, just move now before you have a bigger clientele list in Houston, you know, and then it's going to be harder to move. So uh, I was like, well, 
you know, you're right. <laughs> so after that, like I just decided, you know, to move. But I during the I think that was like in October. So from October to really December, um, I was really thinking of every possible struggle that I can come across. You know, like coming here and not having work for one, two months, three months type of deal. You know, I knew I had to start from zero pretty much, but not really because I already did did it one time in Houston. Um, I felt pretty confident that I could do it again in here in Austin. But um, I mean, that's pretty much like really the only struggle. Over, I mean, the other one, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is I still had some jobs in Houston in January. Mm. And then January was also whenever I was moving into Austin. So really, I was just like back and forth, like every week. So that's something that I didn't expect to do. <laughs> but I mean, if, you know, there's still clients that I already had booked since December in Houston, you know, I couldn't just cancel or reschedule for another day, you know, so it's just something that I had to do is just going back and forth. And while I was doing that, I was, uh, you know, looking at more work in Houston of, you know, my, some of my very first clients and I was getting some of the stuff that I left over there at the apartment since I had both apartments in January still. Gotcha. Yeah. So it, I know Houston is a rather large city, but what is the, uh, <laughs> the time travel distance between Austin and Houston? Uh, two and a half, three hours. Two and a half, three hours. Okay. And need and want to just pick up something. Yeah. That, that wouldn't be fun to commute back and forth between that, uh, at least for that month. But now you've, <laughs> you've, uh, made that transition into Austin now, which is, really cool. I know you like the the vibe there better. And one thing that you've brought up before that uh, I've heard from many people uh, who are from the Houston area is from one end of the city to the other is like <laughs> an hour and a half drive. Not something that you can just be like, oh, I'll be there in 20 minutes. It's it's a pretty big metropolitan area. Yeah. It's, <laughs> dude, it's like if you live it's because Houston is humongous, right? So even when you're outside of Houston, you're still in Houston. And then whenever you leave the outside of Houston, like you're in these other cities, right? Like Spring, the Woodlands, um, you know, all these other, like, you know, surrounding cities, but it's still connected to the outside part of Houston. So really it's like all one big thing. And it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Unless you live in the center where that's where I lived uh, all of 2020 in the center, I mean, but it was still like 45 minutes to like, you know, get out to like the, the, the surrounding cities. So yeah, dude, like getting from one end to the other one is like, if you're leaving town really, but you're still in town. Wow. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And you know what, speaking of crazy being that you are in the electrical field, my main source of income is I flip houses. There's been some crazy things that I've seen over the years of, you know, like the, the most recent one that I uh, just flipped, the owner was a, a bachelor. He had a one bedroom house. He had this big shop in his back backyard. And what he'd done is he'd taken a uh, power cord th um, into his dryer outlet and ran it through the wall, ran outside a hundred feet outside on the ground, just exposed uh, all out to his garage so he could have 220 out there. Um, and you know what? I mean, there's been all sorts of interesting things that I've seen. I kind of just out of personal curiosity. What's some of the craziest things that you've seen? You said you've been doing this since you've been 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, shit. Well, working, working with my dad, I mean, nothing like that because 
because uh, like all the projects that my dad did were new construction, you know, so everything was just, you know, like they're all custom homes. So everything's, you know, I mean, brand new. Nobody's really like doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, I mean, in, in, in the times that I've had my company, probably, well, I mean, fuck, dude, that's hard. But some of the things that like we've done that I think is probably like some of the wildest stories is uh, we were working in like one of those recently built houses, right? Installing lights. So we were in the attic and, and one of my one of my guys that was helping me last year. Uh, so he, we were in the, he was, we were in the attic, but it was uh, like the foyer entrance. So it was like a two, it was like what, 15 feet or something like that high. And this guy steps on the sheetrock, right? Thinking it's a piece of uh, plywood. <laughs> and you can imagine you can imagine that his whole right leg went you know, oh. down down the ceiling and i mean thankfully he didn't he didn't fall completely right because right. that would have been devastating um but yeah dude like he's he stepped because it thought it was a piece of piece of plywood and he like made this humongous hole in the in the sheet rock um and then, well, when I was working with my dad, something like that happened to me. Well, I tripped over a, I think it was a TV cable or internet cable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the house, like they, the contractor wanted it done because they were they were backed up. So I'm in the attic, right? And like I tried to go over this, you know, blue wire. So I'm guessing it was like the phone cable or something like that, or the internet. And then. Uh, like it caught my leg. So I tried to step again and, and I went through the the same thing through the sheet rock, but it was a one story. <laughs> and I, but I didn't go through like all the way to the floor. That's probably some of like the craziest things that uh, we've done. Yeah, that that is interesting. So uh fortunately I've never gone through uh, any drywall or anything like that. <laughs> I have almost fallen off roofs before, but um, you know, like basically got caught by the gutters and things like that but oh geez <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's interesting being involved in uh you know the real estate side of things whereas with you obviously being the new construction thing that's probably got to make your job pretty easy when you're doing those sort of uh things whereas the retrofits and you know changing things around those are usually a little bit more work and a little bit more uh, difficulty. That's the great thing about being an entrepreneur is you you have to be a problem solver. So not only are you a problem solver in your business, you've got to be a problem solver out there on the job sites. And um, I I know you are working on helping other people with those problem solving aspects as well through your own podcast. Tell me what got you started down the podcast route. Yeah, so uh, I mean, the thing that really got me into starting a podcast was because I was listening. Well, I started listening to the MFCEO by Andy Frisella. If some of the audience doesn't know, um, that really, and I went in there, you know, on iTunes, and I found his podcast, thinking it was another podcast. I mean, but I liked it. I like his style, you know, so I stick with it. I literally started at number one. That was the first episode that I listened and I went all the way through. Um, so I really credit um, the MFCEO and Gary V's podcast for changing my the mindset that I have now. And um, like because of that, because of that and 75 Hard really, like really 
completely changed my mindset. So like I know I know podcasts work. You know, if, if people want to change and they want to, you know, do better for themselves and, and you know really take their personal development to a next level. Um, so that's really why I started mine. Um, really for the intention of helping people the way that Andy's podcast and Gary V's podcast helped me. Yeah. No, that's great that you're now you're now taking that torch and you're trying to help other people as well with your own podcast, which is great. Uh, but again, I I discovered the MFCEO project myself and it definitely changed my whole outlook on things. You know, I did 75 hard last year in phase one and I'm on 75 hard again, day 30, I think today. And, um, nice. you know, had to, had to go do my outdoor workout and listen to one of your podcasts, uh, before this, just to <laughs> help get ready for it. But, um, yeah, that definitely will change your mindset for sure. But it, it lets you know what things you can overcome and what things you can uh, accomplish that you wouldn't otherwise be able to think that you were able to handle. So what was a challenge that you never expected to have happen when in starting your business? Not necessarily with the move aspect, but just in starting your business in general. Well, damn, whenever I really got it into, you know, when I was saying uh, looking for work and getting into you know business and stuff like that, you know, and I I, I mentioned earlier before we started uh, recording that I was on a, a podcast. I interviewed uh, Corey, so like um, I told I told him this that whenever I started working finding work, like I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anything. I thought business was simple. I thought it was just like oh man, you know, you just look for work, you get the work, you talk to the client. <laughs> Um, you make them buy, you know, but like in a good way, I uh, do the work, you go home, get paid and that's it, you know, on to the next one. Like I didn't, like now I see it's more complex. Like, you know, you have to have core values. You have to have system, as pro- system and processes. You got to have a CRM system. You can't do everything yourself. You know, like there's so, there's so much things that go into uh, creating your own business. And a lot of people say, you know, oh, I want to have a business. Uh, I want to sell this and that. I want to be rich. I want to have this car, you know, this is my dream car. Well, like they don't see the work that you have to do, you know, in like starting your business to get to whatever it is that you're trying to get, you know, your goal, your material thing or whatever. Um, and that's like probably the biggest challenge that I had was going in literally with no plan, with no nothing, just really starting, you know. But at the same time, I think it was an advantage that I had because like a lot of people tell me, you know, I want to start a podcast or I've been wanting to start a podcast for once, you know, and I just, I don't know how, or I just never started it, whatever. And, um, and because of, you know, starting my business with no plan now, like if I want to start a podcast, like, Oh, just start a podcast. You know, I figured it out. You got Google. So like, I think that was a big challenge for me, but at the same time, it was, it was an advantage. Right. And, and it was good that I did that because if I want to do something that I don't know how to do, you know, I just figure it out. Yeah, that's a great attitude to have of just figuring it out because a lot of people get hung up on in their own heads of, hey, I've got to have this in place. I've got to have this in place. And <laughs> you know what? At, at the end of it, you just don't end up moving at all because there's so much to do that yep. if you get stuck on, oh, do I have the perfect CRM? Do I have the perfect follow-up process? Do I have the core values established? Those are all great things to have 
as long as you're willing to move on them. Uh, if you're not willing to move and get overwhelmed by it, then yeah, that's definitely not something that <laughs> will, will help you. It'll, it'll rather hurt your situation. So that's, that's very cool that you just jumped into it. And I agree with the podcasting thing. Me too. I just jumped right into it. I didn't have it all figured out. I hate speaking. Like I should not be the person <laughs> to start a podcast, uh, but <laughs> that, that was part of the, the reason it's like, Oh, I need to get uncomfortable. I need to oh, yeah. uh, put myself in those uncomfortable situations. So uh, let's, let's get out there and do it. Yeah. You're yeah. preaching, dude. Whenever I started, well, whenever I got into a Zach coaching group for the podcasting, um, I got, I got into a zoom call with him, right? Like what we're doing right now. And I told him, I was like, dude, I was like this thing, like this is what we're doing right now. Like <laughs> all this podcast and this recording, like, I don't like the way my voice sounds in, in, you know, when I hear the recording. So like all this that I'm doing, you know, getting on video and zooms and all that shit. Like it's uncomfortable for me, you know, but I know it's going to help me in the long run. And I know it's going to help everybody else that decides to listen to it, you know, later on. And he told me, he's like, yeah, dude, like being uncomfortable. Like that's a good, that's, that's a good, that's in a good, uh, that's a good place to be. Yeah, for sure. And then throwing the, uh, the clubhouse thing in here as well. So, uh, for those that are just oh, yeah. listening <laughs> later on the, uh, on the traditional podcasting platforms, we're doing this live in clubhouse as well. Uh, so we can have a Q and a afterwards that just throws another element of, Hey, trying to get all that figured out, right. Just putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations because that's where it's really, we're going to see the growth. And so, um, I, I, I love that you're doing that and you're jumping into it and you're aligning yourself with somebody who is really killing it both in the podcasting space and on clubhouse, Zach Babcock, like you mentioned, um, you know, I've taken some of his courses, but, uh, you know, I know you're taking it to the next level. You even went out to one of those retreats, which is awesome. It looked like a great time. Um, and then I saw you implementing those things. Uh, the, as you were there learning those things, you're sitting there sending me a DM like, Hey, go do this. And, and, and it's, it's <laughs> working. So that's, that's good. You're taking that advice. So because it is the hustle of the day podcast, I want to get your personal opinion on what does the word hustle mean to you? It's definitely not necessarily the same as what everybody thinks it is five years ago. So I want to get your opinion. What does, what does hustle mean to you? To me, hustle or hustling is, um, I mean, everybody's doing different things, right? So, so I would take it as, you know, you're hustling if you're moving the needle forward, like whatever it is, you know, that you got to do to, you know, to uh, keep going down, down the, down the path that you're trying to get to, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, family with family or the fitness business, whatever it is, like, when I say like, or whenever I think I'm hustling is when I, whenever I'm doing something productive that I know is getting me closer to, you know, my long, my long-term goal. So that's, I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. Moving the needle forward. Absolutely true. That is something that uh, you need to have happen. If you want to keep hustling and keep moving, I'm, you have to do something each day to move that needle forward. So I love the definition. I want to make sure to give a chance for people to best find more information about you, Irvin. So before I do that, I want to ask you just one final question, personal or business. What is it that excites you about the future? 
Shit. <laughs> um, I mean, really, like my, like I, I have you know these goals, right? Whether it's you know business or just life and you know life in general. So the thing that excites me, like I know I'm going to achieve those things. So what excites me is like getting to achieve whatever goals I have right now. Um, and it's like, I can't wait to get there, you know? So like, I'm the most impatient person I know. <laughs> like I want everything right now type of thing. But um, like, I think that's, that's what gets me excited. That's what gets, gets me up in the morning. Um, it's just, you know, working towards that and knowing that one day I will be wherever it is that I want to be. So, so, so that's what I look forward to, you know, every day, like every day I'm thinking of where I'm going to be, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, where I'm going to be when I'm 40 years old, which I have like 20, 20 years or so left, you know, but that's, that's what I'm excited about. It's just like seeing my vision come to life. Yeah, that is awesome. And you, you are a young guy. You still have plenty of years there <laughs> left. <laughs> uh, but I love that you're you're figuring these things out at a young age and you're going after them. So that's really awesome. And I know you're going to keep hustling and you're going to achieve those things. So I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to hop on the podcast. But I want to give you a chance to plug where people can best find more information about you. Yeah, well, you can find my podcast on uh, iTunes, it's just the Breakthrough Society. So it's pretty straightforward. You'll find it there. Uh, Instagram and Facebook is just Urban Ratiz. It's just pretty simple. Perfect. I'll make sure to include the, uh, links in the show description. And for those that joined us on Clubhouse, I, I appreciate that. And for those that didn't, make sure to be following myself, Trent V. Bray on Clubhouse and our group podcast hustle. So you can jump in on these live podcast recordings and be able to ask questions with the guest. Uh, but thank you, Irvin. I know I've gotten value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten value out of this. So I encourage you all to get out there and hustle the day.